watch Yahoo! Phantom of the forest, you spear, finger, fire, dragon, Ohio grass, man, silver giant, bloodless hollow, West Virginia vampire, coyote king, hogzilla, devil, dark coyote killer. Cave creature, mothman, smoke wolf, lizard, demon, ashman, grafton monster, cow killing bastard, shadow creature, dust man, Cherokee, death cat, wild man, great fire, rape, what else do I have to say? Steal yourself some chicken wire, and I'll get some blubber, cast the thunder brothers, don't you dare get out of the golf cart, we can keep our fixies while we hunt the big feet. Snally, gastro, team, red island, bear, beast, silver giant, squalling, savage, black wolf, was kind of average, stone giant, raven, mock a midnight, whistler, wampus, beast, wild, wild woman, Ohio, grass man again. Technically, huckleberry, wolf, man of wolf county, need to find the axe again if we hunt the lightning man. A west is werewolf, deadly howl, Kentucky hellhound, little girl, headless horror, I can't take it anymore. Steal yourself some chicken wire. I'll get some lumber, catch the Thunder Brothers Don't you dare get out of the golf cart We can keep our big seats while we hunt the Big Feet Well this here's Big Feets, the only Mountain Monsters watch-through podcast not, not currently being sued by the Huckleberry legal team. Currently. I'm fucking with my co-host by doing my second thing first, Robert Brockway. I'm gonna catch me that wampus piece. I'm sorry, I forgot we introduced ourselves on TV, Sean Baby, from the fucking internet. Uh, I am Jason Pargin here to very quickly go over the disclaimer. Um, I don't I don't have the exact text in front of me. Uh, any illegal activities that we allege in this podcast of the cast of Mountain Monsters, the Bigfoot hunting reality show, is purely done in jest. We have no evidence that anyone involved in this production has consumed any illegal substances, including methamphetamine. If we at any point imply that someone has the mannerisms or talking speed of someone on meth, that is a joke that is only meant in jest. That is not a serious accusation of anyone having purchased or used any illegal substances that are that are legal or illegal in the state of West Virginia or the other places where the mountain monsters roam. That's bullshit. I've seen Bigfoot do meth. I've seen him do it. I love that we have we gone. Surely we went over the disclaimer that starts every episode of Mountain Monsters, which I think is the funniest part is that they think this is a uh, going to inspire a jackass style right. nation sweeping craze. These of are professional hunters. Do not attempt. It's it is beautiful because it starts off saying, "Hey, these guys know what they're doing," and then every minute of the show, <laughs> even episodes many years into the the series. Implies that it's their first time in the woods. Right. I, I don't they, know if I made this clear enough in the first three episodes. I do not believe these people are woodsmen at all. Like, surely they would have died by now if they did not have a support team with them at all times. And we we've seen that. We will prove that. That's the thesis statement of this podcast. Before we get into today's episode, uh, do you want to plug something? Let's talk about some stuff. Yes, uh, despite the fact that I am being paid $25,000 an episode to do this podcast, I also mainly write books. The next one is called Zoe is Too Drunk for This Dystopia. It is out in October. It is up for pre-order now in every possible format, wherever you can possibly buy books. Good plug, Sean. Oh, uh, I write uh, with my co-host Robert Brockway on a place called 1900 Hot Dog. 
It's the very final comedy website featuring an all-star cast of internet greats. Uh, we've got text. We got pictures. It's the best. Go to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash 1-900-HOT-DOG. I stopped listening after Robert Brockway. I was satisfied <laughs> when you said that. Uh, I'd like to plug the Dog Zone 9000. That's the podcast me and Shaw Baby run where we go over sometimes non-Bigfoot related cursed objects that certainly must be from another realm. Uh, just media that should never have existed and, and might not. Uh, some of them we might have proved never existed at any point in time. Uh, it's great fun, except for the times it's not, when people hate it. Uh, we have Jason Pargin <laughs> on sometimes and, uh, and an all-star list of, of friends that we torture and amuse ourselves with. <laughs> Dogs of 9000. Go find it wherever fine podcasts are casted. I am not saying that the content these two guys produce will never be replaced by AI, <laughs> but I am saying that when the day comes that AI can do this, it will have already ended the world. Like it will have done yeah. everything else first. Like by the time that day comes where like today we're recording this in the past for you listener. Uh, but today's uh, Sean's column was a VH VHS tape explaining what masturbation is <laughs> on behalf of a company that I think sells devices. And it's on one hand, incredibly dry and scientific and then incredibly graphic yeah. It's like a combination of just explicit porno and then incredibly dry discussion of anatomy. And he's always tried to get to the bottom of who this is for. Uh, <laughs> I cannot fathom the AI that could write that exactly that way. But once we get to the point where it can, there won't be anything left of civilization. So it, it will be the last that thing that AI compliment. can do. That's because it's nice the point where it, where it wants to. Well, it long since has killed everybody else. Where it's like, I'm just gonna try this. I'm gonna try this masturbation thing. I saw that. I found. I crawled the archives. I saw this Sean guy do it a bunch of times. Surely, and that will be the thing that destroys the robots. We'll be comprehending Chris's double-fisted butthole. Almost certainly. <laughs> See, the thing is, masturbation is a great tool for your partner to learn what you like. I know that because they said that in the video 680 times. Because there's only the one masturbation tip. This is the worst plug that's ever been. That's <laughs> a robot wouldn't be able to make that observation. A robot would just be like, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> the, robot, the robot would have to concede that point immediately. Why would it bother arguing? Uh, okay. Well, believe it or not, this is a Mon Mountain Monsters podcast. Uh, Mountain Monsters, if you're just joining us, don't do that. Uh, listen from episode one. We're watching along with them. It's like a hillbilly X-Files cryptid reality monster hunting show on a shoestring budget. Uh, I don't think they can even afford hotels. I think it's just filmed like where they all live so that they can all just drive to it. <laughs> yeah. uh, they hunt all sorts of creatures and then realize about halfway through the show, eh, this is mostly Bigfoot. We're just going to do Bigfoot stuff, of which there are a million species of Bigfoot. Uh, so they never run out of variety. It's, it's great. It's wonderful. It brings joy uh, in all of its forms. Our main cast is Trapper. That's the leader. Uh, Huckleberry, that's Bigfoot security, and that's not me uh, making a joke. That's that's his actual role in the show. It's security for against the big feet. Uh, Buck, who at this point in the show is the between being the rookie, uh, the caller is what he's trying to make happen. He wants everybody to to make him the caller now. Yeah. Uh, but they all still think he's the rookie, and uh, sometimes Husky Ninja. <laughs> Jeff is our hillbilly research scientist. 
Willie is the trapper, not trapper. You can be forgiven for making that assumption, but it's wrong. And Wild Bill is our tracker, despite the fact that he never tracks anything at all. Not once during the show. He would be the worst person to do that job. He's distracted every four seconds. Yeah, he has a, no eye for detail. He falls. He's falling out of a tree as yeah, we speak. He's a fall maniac. Legally, he's a fall maniac. <laughs> as we will find out, a professional fall maniac. Yeah. <laughs> which spoiler? Which made my goddamn day. Uh, <laughs> so we're watching Mountain Monsters season one, episode four, Wampus Beasts of Pleasance County. Now, I need to establish right here, we have found out later on in episodes of Mountain Monsters that not all of these monsters are existing cryptids that anyone has heard of. Sometimes they make one up for the show. Is this one I of those was unethical. sure that the Wampus Beast was something they just invented for episode four of Mountain Monsters. Not true. No, it's it a is real a one. thing, yeah. And uh, it's even, here's the thing, when it's not, when it's something they make up, it, it's, it gets wild. But when it's something real, they'll still even do, I don't know, their own spin on it. They'll, they'll spin it off so that, for example, Bigfoot has lightning powers. That's not, that's not in anybody's folklore. They, they will make that part up. But as Whoa. near as I could tell, uh, Wampus Beast were genuinely what they appear to be in the episode, which is uh, Black Panthers that stink. <laughs> to be clear, uh, listeners... These men do zero research into these creatures. It, this is all an exercise in improv. They improvise the lore on the fly, and it's magical because sometimes, as you're going to learn, they're not so great at the yes and aspect of improv improvisation. So one of them will say something like, well, I think I saw two of them, and then they'll be like, no, I think it was no. just the one <laughs> because, <laughs> because one guy is trying to improvise like a plot twist because this is not scripted. It is fake. It is not scripted. They are all doing this on the fly. And boy, you can tell. <laughs> I do love when they calibrate when one guy like goes too far and the others are like, no, we're not doing that one. Uh, we, I guess we, we talked about that. It was the Thunder Brother one or the one we did before Thunder Brothers where uh, Buck kept trying to invent a young Indian bride for Bigfoot and they kept shutting him down and he just kept bringing it back up. And he just through sheer power of will, he got that into the story. So that, that can happen. Uh, it, so it's, <laughs> if you want it bad enough, <laughs> if you want Bigfoot to have a child bride <laughs> bad enough, that's part of his lore now. All right. So this episode kicks off in the traditional uh, meeting inside Trapper's truck as they're driving the 15 minutes to hunt this exotic monster. Uh, they even say that here. He says, first time we hunted anything in our own backyard, and this time it's personal. <laughs> Both of those statements time. are lies. Yeah, definitely not the last time they will conveniently find the cryptid is just like the next town over where they yeah, I, it also incorporates I my other episode my other favorite trope is that they always find a way to make it personal and this one they don't even like come up with a plausible reason they're just like it's personal this time we're just saying that at the top there's no reason for it but like we have I personal talk about that because I feel like for episode four, they actually got a note from what was the network that aired this originally? It's like the Travel Channel. Travel Channel Plus. The Travel Channel Plus streaming service. <laughs> streaming to 175 users around the world. Um, the, I think in episode four, they gave them the note you need to be explaining why you're so mad at these creatures. Right. <laughs> because for the first three episodes, they entered the woods and there would be something like Buck would slip and fall in the water. 
And then it'd be like, we've got to get back at him for what they did to Buck. <laughs> They're like, that's good. More of that. Bigfoot. It's like, you, that thing never asked you to come. <laughs> and so here they have set up a thing where one of their own has been attacked. Right. I think they got that. I think legitimately you're right that they got that note after specifically the last episode, episode three, the Ohio Grassman, where they went into Bigfoot's house and just trashed his shit. <laughs> Bigfoot was like, fucking, fucking get out of my house. Like, I'll fucking kill you, Bigfoot. Just yelling into the woods. They saw Bigfoot's ass and Trapper tried to shoot it. Or he, he regretted not being able to shoot it. Prior to this, they had never established that the Ohio Grassman had ever attacked anyone or anything in its entire existence. It was more. He'd never even been seen. They didn't even know. This was like, it started as a hunting trip and then Buck got his shoes wet in a creek and they were like, this fucker's dead. <laughs> so these creatures on average are less dangerous than the average person who lives in America or West Virginia specifically. Right. But from the start, they're out to assassinate these things with extreme prejudice. So this time, yeah, I think they decided, no, we've got to explain that we need some sort of motivation before we go John Wick on this thing. Right. They added like a hero element to this, too, because uh, before they run the intro, they basically play the entire episode in its entirety. Uh, Most shows would call like a supercut. Right. But this is almost entirely everything you need to know to watch the episode. If you just watch 15 seconds of each episode, you got it. You're done. But uh, in this case, they they say that the Wampus Beast is a cattle killer and a potential man killer. So they are theoretically saving lives if they can get out there and kill this Wampus Beast before it has the chance to kill. But um, See, I think they got Jason's note so hard like that they overcompensated because there right. is a lot of like... We have to sit down and explain and justify, fully justify why why one would want to kill the this wampus beast, Whomps. as they call it. I uh, feel like this could have personal. I feel like it could have happened organically, just like when they're out there and like getting kind of tired from hiking around. Someone probably said, "Why are we fucking doing this, guys?" And then the guys like, "Uh." And then like that's when they improved a reason. That's when they're like, "We got to because we hate Bigfoot." Right, right. I like. It might not have been a network note. It might have just been them keeping like Slowly the group in the woods. Together. Otherwise, it's just like, guys, I'd rather just not hunt Bigfoot today. Watching them invent the framework of a story in real right. time. Well, what if this had a point? Huh. That would, oh. that would be something. What if it had like kind of a, I don't know, like a, like a, like a arc? What was one of them arcs to this? <laughs> uh, it's Willie. It's Willie who had the run in with yeah. the Wampus Beast. Uh, and it, it's been spotted uh, on his farm. Huckleberry can't even let him have that spotlight, though. He immediately pipes up from the back to be like, I seen one, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kind of quietly. Yeah, improvised. Yeah. <laughs> it looks it looks like it shocked them out of like what they were going to do, because they're all like, what the fuck? God damn it, Huckleberry. <laughs> he doesn't really have a follow-up at this point in time. Uh, uh, everyone in this area has apparently seen them for years and years, to the point that Trapper says... I feel like I'm the only some bitch on this team ain't seen this black cat. Uh, it, yeah, an exact quote. He feels real left which out. It's important to remember. But yes, yeah, so they go to Willie's farm, uh, and he saw it when he was nine. Uh, the story he tells is that his dad sent him back for a hammer, and then went on the way to getting the hammer. Uh, he was ten yards from a wampus, and he says it was muscled down, completely ripped, and uh, he's worried at stealing his piglets. Because he has, uh, he has like a mud farm, like a, just a swampy manure field with various we piles of trash. Stacks, everybody, <laughs> and, and he's like, 
Someone's taken my piglets. And his lead suspect is the Wampus. It's uh, okay. So let's describe the Wampus. We're referring to a, a Wampus. And, and of course, everybody has a vivid picture of what a Wampus would be. And you're completely wrong. Uh, it's just, it's a Black Panther and yeah. nothing else, uh, which we see in the CGI. CGI creature of a big Black Panther. Yep. Uh, consulting Jeff's library hauler, uh, this Wampus beast is five or 600 pounds. It's uh, got feet. As big as coffee, coffee cans, cans exact yeah. quote. That's how you. That's how you measure. Well, that's how we make the indent in the in the dirt when we're faking the tracks. We use coffee cans. We'll cut that. We'll cut uh, that. Don't tell him we did it with the coffee can. <laughs> and you know when he's close because he's got kind of a skunky, wetty smell. <laughs> that's wetty. Jeff's exact words. Yep. Skunky, wetty smell. And Trapper confirms, well, I read that it's a skunk wet dog smell. Like as if to say, <laughs> what the fuck did you just say, yep. Jeff? <laughs> I read that in, a li- in the library holler. <laughs> in the library holler, where books wash up when we stone with them. Uh, they meet up with Willie on his farm. The beast, as, as Sean said, is taking its piglets. Now, what's interesting is they will try to establish six later. But right now, this is it. Willie doesn't want to keep losing piglets yep. to the Wampus. That's why it's personal. That's enough. Uh, it's a quest for revenge. I feel like and that's And especially, what I like is the added detail Willie says, which is that this this farm has been in my family for generations as though that makes it extra disrespectful of the Wampus Beast. Like, how how dare he take from this farm that's been in my family for generations? He is... Completely ripped. Uh, uh, Willie says, I, when I saw him when I was nine, he was completely ripped and long as a couch. <laughs> now, already for the fourth consecutive episode, the listener has but one question. Is a wampus beast a singular immortal creature that has been plaguing this man for his entire life since he was nine years old? Or is it a species of creature? Because in this episode, they will go back and forth. You will hear someone refer to a wampus beast, like I saw one of them do it, and then other times they will refer to it as a singular entity, as in, if we kill or scare off this particular one, the problem is done forever. This, as far as I know, is a confusion that will persist in every single episode of Mountain Monsters for the next nine seasons. (laughs) It's a hallmark. Whether or not this this is one guy that sucks, like just fucking Gerald the Bigfoot. Like, we're going to get him. Uh, or there's a whole species of Gerald feet out or there. is it a magical creature? This is not a minor point. Like, is Agreed. this a singular demon entity? That, because, again, this guy's claimed this thing is, I don't know how old Willie is, but he's claimed this thing is at least, I don't know, 30 plus years old. That's awfully long for a wild cat to live, I would assume, even in captivity, let alone in West Virginia. So it, it, they definitely will imply it's like this is a legendary creature. And then previous episodes, they, you know, it's like, well, we've got sightings going back to 1704. They're like, oh, okay. So are you hunting a 300 year old immortal creature with a crudely made chain link? Okay, every once in a while they do answer that question, and the answer is yes. Yes, we are doing exactly that. It's usually magical, yeah. It does feel like like it's not out of the question that a panther escapes from a zoo, or just some maniac out in the woods is raising actual black panthers, and a couple of them got loose. That's just an invasive species. That So, like, if that's the story that they want to tell, uh, I feel that's reasonable, but it's so... 
uninteresting to these guys. It's not even brought up. Like no one says, "Hey, yeah, this could just be a panther, just living in the woods." That's what a that's what a wampus beast is. No, it's a it's a panther skunk. Uh, and Willie says, "I don't know if I was scared as I was at nine years old, but I did had that nine year old fear rehappen again." Uh, <laughs> I think that's a tender moment. It's impossible to yeah. tell. Huckleberry tells his story, which is that he saw one crossing the road, and then he moves as if to stop there, and all, only once he feels the stare of all of the guys on him as though, that can't be it. Says, it let out this ungodly woman squeal. <laughs> yes, the Or perhaps holler. Woman-like I holler. I feel the vibrations of it. <laughs> Un- ungodly like I feel like he fucked up the episode for everybody right there yeah. like ungodly woman squ- it's got a sonic attack now what the fuck are you doing I, I do love how nothing gets fixed in post like if someone says something like if Huckleberry starts a story about an ungodly woman like Holler they can't just be like that didn't really play let's cut that they're like no I, I don't know what we're gonna we can't cut around that we can't lose any footage because we were only out in the woods for 11 minutes and also there is no pre-production meeting to discuss what they're going right. to say. Yeah, we're seeing the brainstorming <laughs> session. And turn on the cameras. I sometimes fantasize about if this was exactly scripted, like every line was carefully written down. I would love to read that script yeah. so much. It would be a work of absolute <laughs> sissy necky and genius. I would change my, my whole opinion on this show immediately. You'll see uh, an interview with the actor who plays Wild Bill, and he's like British. Right. <laughs> it's quite a challenging role. I wasn't familiar with, a, with this area. He's from the Shakespeare Company. Just, <laughs> just trying to get his break. Uh, Buck also senses this is a great time to join in. He says he knows a horse farmer who thinks his horse may have gotten attacked by one. Don't worry. My mom patched up that horse. Yes. Yeah, he and, keeps adding to this story. <laughs> this is my favorite moment of the episode because, again, clearly improvised clearly not discussed in advance because why would you and this is what he came up with not a horse rancher <laughs> and this is supposedly someone who spends all his time in the woods he's right. a woodsman you know like yeah my mom knows a horse farmer who had a horse attacked by a wampus beast but she patched him up like he could have made up anything anything yeah. and he came up with the lamest possible story it's, my mommy least, knows a fireman cop <laughs> at least at least when Huckleberry jumped in there to just cat like knock everything off the desk uh <laughs> at least he was escalating stakes to make it like it's it's freaky it's not just a panther it's got this fucking woman like squeal it doesn't we hear it it doesn't uh and he could feel the vibrations like it's a sonic attack but Buck it tries to end the scene on like well ah, that horse is fine yeah don't fucking don't join in Buck that's not how the scene works uh, <laughs> So Willie goes to take them to the last sighting uh, of the Wampus Beast. Uh, they don't even have to cut. They just walk around the corner. <laughs> it's 40 <laughs> feet away, uh, which is great for them. Uh, and says, when I saw the Wampus Beast eyes, they was on fire like they was a demon. Scared the hell out of me. And Trapper responds, well, he's lost his fear of humans. His next move is a human attack. <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> and years old memories. On Wampus Wampus beast, uh, extensive studies on wampus beast behavior, I guess. Uh, he just knows that. Uh, and also, <laughs> I like the idea of the wampus beast being afraid of humans for a long time. If it's a 600-pound black panther that can kill with a sonic attack. From hell. Right, yeah. No, 
<laughs> yeah, from hell. Uh, they do say it's evil. Uh, so they, they's going to do a night investigation. Now, this especially, Trapper tells us, this is so dangerous mm-hmm. because this Wampus Beast has 100%, 100% night, night vision. vision. And we don't. <laughs> That's right. Not 100%. Now, where have they heard that it has 100% night vision? <laughs> They do not give a uh, source. The wampus hole. Down <laughs> yeah. at the wampus hole, of course. Uh, uh, I do, because <laughs> Willie knows this terrain. So they're like, Willie, you know this terrain. He's like, that's right. And it's real rough. And the wampus beast is fast. So that's the, that's the expertise he's bringing. I just listed everything he tells them. <laughs> and, and maybe the wampus beast is fast. The terrain they show us, uh, I mean, it's kind of hard to see because a lot of it's at night. It doesn't look rough. It looks like uh, like just the stuff around yeah. the corner. For I my mean, house. you wouldn't. Like if I went into into the woods and got off the path, like it would suck to be off the path, but it's just woods. It's not, it's not rocks or marsh. It looks like parts of the park here in the middle of the city in Nashville. Like like the <laughs> actual public park, there's, there's a little patch of trees and a little culvert with the, you know, the creek running through it. Like when they will say something like, well, Buck, why don't you go up? You know, you can get up that hill. Why don't you go up the hill? It's a very gentle incline. Yeah. I'm sure. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't sled down it. You wouldn't bother. Yeah. I, I'm sure it's awkward to climb at night while wet. But in terms of these people, it's like I spend 250 days of the year in the woods. I, I eat, you know, wild animals that I catch with my own two hands. Skokass. These guys struggle with, very, very moderate terrain. Yeah. Well, gentle, the gen- it's the most dangerous part of any episode is when they have to navigate uh, ground, the ground. Well, Buck like kind of has to waddle like a Mr. Potato Head. So it's like any terrain for Buck is, is pretty severe. I'm going to allow that because as we start to see, they're going to start making fun of Buck for that. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you're right. They do that. That's this part episode. of the show. That's part of the show. I would. I was gonna call you out for unnecessary cruelty, but it's part of the show. It has to be discussed. Uh, so Jeff has it. Jeff says, "I got it." We are eight minutes into the episode. They've been in these woods for not even thirty seconds, and he has found the track of the Wampus Beast. Uh, it's it's amazing that these things have never been found before. Nobody tried, surely, because this was they accidental. Instantly, uh, he's got something on the thermal, uh, and it looks like. Something wet. And Trapper says, prompting him, is it wet up there? And Jeff goes, it's piss. <laughs> <laughs> they got and then that. Buck rubs, rubs his hand on it and then smells it and goes, he pissed in it. <laughs> like he's, like like he's offended. Piss in these woods. <laughs> pissed in this tree. Uh, they find some very neat scratch marks on a tree. It's just, it's so, this, it's adorable. It's like someone took think. their car keys and made four perfectly yes. parallel little, uh, it's like how it's a child would draw a no bear splinters. attack. Yeah. There's no burring around it. It's just like, a, it's a very carefully drawn shallow little line yeah. that somebody, that some intern, I guess, scratched, scratched. That some it's like very a very bewildered intern. It's like a prisoner, in the woods, died on the fourth day. Didn't get a chance to put the hash mark through. <laughs> That's, we're not going to beat that. That's exactly what it is. That's what happened. They found it and they decided to use it. Uh, Trapper uses his expert skills. He actually stops to put his hand on his beard and muse and says, well, he pissed on that tree there. It's still wet. That's what he did. Uh, okay. And it's if you would like the exact quote that I transcribed. Go. What he did, guys, let me tell you. He was hunched down right here, and he was digging with his back feet, making that piss bed. 
<laughs> he stood up there and marked that tree. Then he turned around and was facing uphill and pissed on that tree right there. Look, it's still wet. All of this is like a Sherlock Holmes esque. Yeah. Like you see equations floating in front of his eyes based on <laughs> looking at nothing. Now, what you're going to find when watching you know, additional episodes as time goes on is Trapper, the performer, this is like his deal where he can see like a little flat bit of mud by a river bank. And be like, this is where the Mothman slid into the water. Yes, <laughs> this is the Mothman slip and slide. Like, I've seen it. He will draw up a spectacular like sequence of events, like he's reconstructing it in his genius brain, off of again, off of nothing or the very. I was going to say work that the prop department did. They clearly do not have a prop department. One of those guys just went down and scratched with it's their Buck. car keys or whatever. Yeah, whoever they make do it, probably Buck. So so they hear a very canned roar. And remember, we've been told the Wampus Beast makes a womanly shriek or holler. Uh, it's just a canned lion roar. So already Huckleberry's fucked. Uh, his, whole, his whole thing he was going to try to get happening is just right out of, right out of the improv. Do you uh, think they spent time trying to find in the sound library a roar like what he described? Or if they were just like, no, screw him. We didn't ask like him they, to say that. They could have just stolen, like, I don't know, a Velociraptor or something. Like, I think that's what Huckleberry was going for, but that's not what he got. He no. got very much the MGM lion. It probably that's depends on the Wampus mood. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe the one that uh, met up with Huckleberry was real horny, was just horny for that Huck. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what he's I like. Thought that's what, I felt that vibration, you know, in my, <laughs> in my, in my Huckle parts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Willie hears this and immediately knowing the sticks, knowing that there's a beast out there being a professional, uh, beast tracker and trapper, he goes, he's on my hogs. I got to get at them hogs and runs off into the woods in a blind panic, uh, alone to die at the hands of a, of a wampus beast. And all of our boys, all of our boys take off running after him right after the testimonial by Buck. <laughs> so they stop. So Buck to recap can recap it as as Willie just dies off camera to a wampus beast. Just <laughs> I took this as a new element that we need to consider is that I think only one of them can run at the same time. I think it's the group's only weakness is that one of them gets running ability and that that pulls from the group's special abilities. Share the running stick. Yeah, it was Willie's. Willie's turn. There was a commercial and a recap thrown in there. I guess we don't need, since that happens every five minutes, I guess we don't need to note every time that happens. But the, uh, if any of you listening or watching along with Mountain Monsters, please prepare yourselves for the fact that they will do the commercial break. Like you won't see the ads if it's on streaming. And then they'll cut back and just replay what you just saw. And in this case, they, they, okay. So Buck gives the testimonial as Willie dies off camera. Uh, they cut to the commercial, recap everything, and then stop for another testimonial from Huckleberry. <laughs> presumably, presumably cutting out the the wild shrieks of Willie being disemboweled just off camera. Uh, no, Willie's at his hog shack. Uh, he has lost three piglets to this goddamn son of a bitch, and it's he's lost his mind. This is the last straw for him. Uh, Jeff has seen some heat on the thermal camera down a hill. Willie says, "That son bitch is mine," and Huckleberry says very gently. I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, they're really Willie's losing his mind. They need to control Willie or he's going to die. Is is sort of the idea. Not like, hey, let's yeah, go help him kill this. At. Like they're there to kill the wampus beast. Willie found it and they're like, "God, Willie, you got to get it. 
under control, buddy. You can't just run off after the wampus beast. Which, <laughs> but that's some bitches. I feel like mind. that's plan A. Uh, I feel can. like their plan A was to run off after the wampus beast. It was. That that was the only plan that they had. Uh that's usually enough plan for them. I feel like that's usually their plan A is they hear a noise and then chase it. Uh, they find some dead pigs, uh, mutilated but not eaten whatsoever. Uh, I don't think they work this into the lore here. They just didn't feel like mauling a pig carcass for this bit. I, where least, do you guys? Where do you guys think they got the pigs for this? Just like a butcher. Okay. Butcher yeah. You, you go to a butcher and buy a whole pig. I, I think I've some never, parts, Yeah. Uh, I've never done that. Okay. Feel like these probably came from an actual pig farmer, because uh, like like they're not butchered in any way yet. Uh, I, I I mentioned that they're uh, in my notes. They say they're delicately staged because they just see, it feels like someone took the dead pig. One of them has like a bunch of intestines like placed on top of it very carefully. Um, they're five times the size of the pig, but of course, uh, but they could have been no, for a butcher a shop because bag of intestines they they just laid on top of it. Yeah, right. I guess what do you call it? Desanguinated. They feel like they might have like had the blood taken out of them by a butcher. They're just, they're not like right. mangled corpses in any way. Like, I don't know. And it feels like that that's they'd... not hard to just, Yeah, you I think they'd work that into it somehow, <laughs> yeah. seeing it as they did in the, in the coyote episode, the, the demon dog episode. They're like, oh, he's, he's drained all the blood. So they, they didn't have to, you know, mutilate a carcass. Yeah. But in here, they're just like, that's eh, not just not worth noting. Uh, Huckleberry says it's pretty depressing. Uh, they're wasted and worth nothing. And Trapper just goes, just wasteful. They're all very disappointed <laughs> yeah. in the Wampus Beast <laughs> for not, not respecting nature, I think is, is I think the if, point of this. If you're going to steal a piglet, I think that's bad. But like, if you're just going to steal a piglet just to t- carefully pull out one intestine, place the intestine back on top of it and leave it, like that's wastefulness. Yeah. What's, what was the point to, to any of that Wampus Beast? Here's this is what I found funny about it because anyone who has a farm with animals on it, which Sean, didn't you grow up on a farm with animals? I did, yeah. Okay, not the, pigs, the concept but... of having wolves or something come and kill some of your chickens or something like that is just a thing that happens. That's part of the like you have fences, you have all sorts of protections against that of precautions, but it's a thing that happens. You don't take it personally, it's not, it's just. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You're not like shaking your, it's just part of nature. Like this is why you have a fence. This is why you keep your chickens in a coop. That's the whole concept. You don't like start crying. It's like, this is the same coyote that, that haunted yeah. me when I was 12 you know, and my father was. I want to put the caveat in that like um, my stepdad did once uh, execute a rooster for attacking my mom. Uh, I told the story on. Behind the Bastards. Uh, it's a very strange story, so I won't go back into that. But um, my dad used to get really mad if a gopher messed up with messed up his lawn, and he would wait out on – he would take a bar stool out to the lawn with a shotgun, and he would stay out there all day long waiting for that fucking gopher to come up. And uh, so, I, so I guess I do have some experience with – my statement. Yeah, and with you, a country Sean, person. You are you, right, and I, and I was wrong. <laughs> it depends on how crazy you are yeah is the, is the lesson i also want to caveat that my stepdad was a maniac and my dad probably just wanted to go read his book by himself and like because like he would like go into the bathroom for hours and so uh eventually the kids would find him and mess with him because that that would be his escape to go on the toilet and read a book and so i feel like getting a shotgun and going out to the center of the lawn was his way of like just getting away from the goddamn kids for for a little while so again 
you might be right, Jason, that people don't take it personally, but uh, I at least experienced the theater of someone taking it personally. And looking back on it, maybe I don't trust it as much. I trust it more than this show. That's uh, you think that's maybe what part of this is? Like maybe that's how this started is that they all just wanted to get away from the wife and kids and were like, fucking, I gotta go help Willie. He's got a wampus beast attack is what he's got. Killed killed his piglets and then they just go out and sit in the woods. (laughs) Somehow it spiraled out of control and now now they have a show. She's like, I don't care about the piglets. He's like, no, it's gonna attack a man next. It's a potential man killer, honey. A All show right. that has gotten more seasons than Breaking Bad. Because <laughs> I want to make it clear. Sometimes we're going to make fun of these guys. Sometimes we will, some, you know, unfortunately, make fun of their their fitness or their bodies. I want to make it very clear. Buck is a more successful entertainer than any of the three of us. <laughs> like, he has had a TV show on cable for nine years. Like, like we could not manage that. You know, it, multiple people on this, I think all three of us have pitched a TV show at some point, and none of us got nine seasons. I, that, that's true. I, I don't want to do this show anymore. <laughs> But, like we're, we're all, doing a podcast about Buck. <laughs> Buck is not having to do a podcast about us. Like who? who where's the power dynamic there? You hear that, Buck? You coward! The gauntlet has been laid. Uh, so I challenge time, you to a quick uh, race. <laughs> so now it's time for uh, Wild Bill and Willie's uh, crackhead trap shack. Uh, legal disclaimers, yada yada yada. Uh, Willie has come up with a snare trap. And Trapper says, is really complicated. There's a lot of labor in it. Uh, what he what he has is he ties ropes to two strong trees and then a rope to a third tree, which will jerk the net in the air when released. And uh, it's yep. just a snare trap. I mean, that's you, that's that's it. But he does that's have to, there is to he, he has to weave his own net because you can't just buy a net that holds a 500 pound cat. But yes, you can. Yes, I looked it up, and the first match was and a net at I Home Depot that holds 500 Yes, pounds. I have a net that can hold more than that in my basement right now. <laughs> I, I literally searched for net 500 pounds, and uh, it was very affordable <laughs> at Home Depot. There's a picture of a child climbing on it. Uh, the number goes way up, yes, too. That's like, uh, very reasonable. 1,100 pounds seems to be the, the normal one. Like, I don't know. Also, part of the joy of Mountain Monsters, if we have not accurately conveyed it through the first three and a half episodes of our podcast, is that you have, again, the guy making the trap is Willie, the man who has just lost his pig children to the Wampus Beast. <laughs> right. Um, so you have, have that sentence. So you, you have him, this borderline near tears, talking about, we have got to stop this thing. This thing has been taunting me my whole life. If it, you know, it's now not satisfied to kill pigs, it's going to come after people. And then we cut to him making a literal wily coyote trap. <laughs> he has to hand weave the net because they don't make nets ass. big enough. So he's in there Cartoon tying knots. logic thing because they're even going to reference later that they think it's going to like launch him into the launch. sky. <laughs> Which I got, I would, even if it was just like a prop, if they had shown that just getting heaved a quarter mile away and been like, yep, problem solved. I this would be the best show on the, in the world. Uh, but we're going to take a break from that to instead have uh, like a survivor's bonfire. Trapper has invited everybody who's seen the, the Wampus Beast in his area to his backyard to sit around a fire and talk about it. And uh, the first lady's a bus driver who saw it in daylight. So once again, we've established these are not nocturnal creatures. Right. <laughs> I don't know why we, all, we always hunt them at night. 
but they always, all of the sightings are during the day, 100% so far. Um, he's he's long black, long, long tail, totally black, and she says, uh, he just stood at a standstill. That's her story? Uh-huh. Uh, she then pretends to be extremely frightened for the children based on this black cat that stood still. See, she shows the restraint. Uh, the second- she knows not to commit too hard to, like, new powers or abilities. She's just like, at one of the road, it looked at me. That, that's enough for her. Now, I don't think they commit hard enough. The second woman says, all I saw was just huge in eyes. Just huge in eyes. <laughs> huge in eyes. This is, we should make a note of this. Her story. Uh, this is episode four. There's two women on this episode. I bet it's the first. 50 episodes before we see another woman. <laughs> These are the first women, and I you can feel them get that producer's note. And they're like, fucking yeah. fine. Yeah. The I producer's like, here. ladies, you are not safe here. And they're like, yeah, the Wamba Beast. And like, no, Buck, Huckleberry, Willie, and Trapper. <laughs> Legal disclaimers. We already went over it. And, and yes, <laughs> this series, because of this scene, does pass the Bechdel test. That's true. Yeah, they talk about a Wampus yeah, two, Beast. Yeah, Unless two women talk to each other. If it's a male Wampus Beast, it doesn't work. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, the electrician here just saw his eyes. But uh, but he knows he knows it was the Wampus Beast, and finally the second woman pipes up and says, "I know it's evil." <laughs> See, so, she committed. Really, she added the element. That, yeah, that she added evil, and they yeah. were all like, oh, "Fuck, all right." No one's gonna argue uh, with that. I would love it though if they if one of them did like. Actually, I know the Wampus Beast. He's a hero. He's here to save us. <laughs> <He's> a, <laughs> now, come on. He's a complicated beast. You don't know. But also, what of its actions so far are different from just any other animal trying to eat? Like, what's well, the evil? None. What's what's the evil aspect? Is he it- didn't eat, I guess. He took three pigs and just kind of placed them dead near well, near Willie's. He was property. being he was being chased by hillbillies. Yeah, at the time, yeah. So. Sure. I mean, maybe he gets a pass on that one. Uh, but I, but how did they picture him? Did, he, did they picture him getting up on his hind legs, carrying one pig in each paw and then another in his mouth and like just running like a man? Now, that's a good point. Is it a squirrel situation? Like, does he push them back <laughs> in the got- chip pockets and they expand? <laughs> and then spits them all out? <laughs> how, did he take, what? how did he take three piglets? <laughs> not, not eat, take. Uh, <laughs> um, so Jeff has a live video from a local cattle farmer. And uh, it was literally just a black screen. It was the dark. It was dark on dark, and somebody pretends to see something in the dark. Kind of, but kind of, maybe a dog silhouette in there somewhere. It's kind maybe of maybe something. I kind of I kind of got a Home test. Alone vibe. Like maybe they built a silhouette of a panther, and then someone kind of pulled maybe it on a skateboard across the horizon. Because <laughs> it definitely it was not like a moving of. animal, but it kind of had a panther shape, and it was moving horizontally. I feel like it was just put like a like a Michael Jordan cut out on a toy train type of situation. <laughs> uh, everybody agrees this is undeniable proof. Uh, that is the Wampus Beast, the bus driver says. And we cut next day to the, that cattle farmer, Nolan, uh, who does a great job. Uh, some of these people, they they get these these sort of locals and you don't know that they can improv like you're paying them 20 bucks. He met him at a gas station. Uh, but Nolan was just on it. Trapper goes. You seen? And Nolan goes, yeah. Trapper goes, you seen anything? And Nolan goes, yeah, oh yeah. Trapper goes, you seen anything unusual around here? And Nolan goes, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> he, all he does <laughs> is yes wild. and. He's, he's... <laughs> it's not yes and, it's hell yeah. Hell yes. Uh, 
And nothing. <laughs> just whatever you're asking, <laughs> sure. The feeling you'd get along somehow with Wild Bill. Uh, this is his livelihood, so we're still justifying the hunt as if yeah. to cryptid eco-terrorists. There's nobody saying, how dare you <laughs> let this thing live? Just like there was no nobody saying we have to kill this, so it's it's all for nothing. Uh, now, I'm taking notes uh, <laughs> on the Wampus Beast, trying to learn about it, and he he's devouring this guy's cattle. He's missing cattle. So the Wampus Beast will eat a cow whole, but he, like, pleasure kills a piglet. Just like I, I yeah, have that. Too small. They're snacks. Yeah. They're not even that. He just likes to, likes the feeling it gives him to take a piglet's life. It's like, uh, it's like when you de-shell a pistachio and then you're like, nah, this, this pistachio is too much. Right. And then just stab a banana and leave it for dead. Like that's, I. <laughs> it's exactly like that. Uh, they go to see his cattle and Trapper says, man, Nolan. You got some good-looking cats. <laughs> Which, I believe that was genuine enthusiasm, and I yep. love it. Uh, Jeff says, what do you think these weigh? And Nolan answers, 900, 1,000 pounds. And so Trapper says, well, this beast's about 500 pounds, so it could it could do that easy. I don't think that math worked no, out for you. I don't. I, can, I don't think that was the right improv. I could eat 440 pounds of hot dogs. So, like, that's how, like... <laughs> Just stuffing it in his wampus beast cheek pouches, just completely dragging the cow away in the cheek pouch. Uh, uh, they say the only reason Nolan is alive is that he was in his side by side. Uh, if he weren't, he'd have been the very first wampus beast casualty. Uh, I guess ever? I, ever? Yeah, I guess uh, ever. If he would have been the first ever, fucking leave this thing alone. Cows have killed people. Like Those side-by-side golf carts have killed more people than in this week then <laughs> maybe in this episode later uh this my favorite comedy bit so far they send buck and jeff to climb up a gentle hill and they immediately start complaining about it like why is it gotta be me climbing up this goddamn hill <laughs> and trapper in the back says anytime buck put it in high gear and then we cue some wacky hillbilly music not not quite dueling banjos but not far off and do a little sketch where nolan does the what Buck, could you go a little to the right? Oh, could you go a little to the oh, left? Now, could you so get down on all fours? All right, crawl about a little bit. And then Nolan finally says, yeah, that's about what the wampus beast looked like. <laughs> they, that, this was all because they had video of it and wanted to recreate they, the video yeah. using Buck as the what, what It's to prove they nothing. Just, they just they came up with a good bit. I don't know if it's a good bit, but it <laughs> was, it was a, a committed bit. <laughs> I, like I, this is one of those bits that I love in incompetent TV where you can kind of tell what they're going for. They've seen this sort of thing in other shows and they're like, let's do one of those things and just have no idea how to construct it. They don't understand like what the comedy beats might be here or what the motivations might be. Uh, and so they, they end up doing something very zany and silly, but without any of the elements that you would normally find in something like that. And so and it's, they never I mean, know they how were... to do a button at the end. Like they never yeah. know how to, how to wrap it up. Yeah, there's no turn, there's, there's no button. Job. It was definitely the like fancy lady with the workers trying to you know, position the painting a little here. Isn't it funny how fussy she's been? Mm-hmm. It's for nothing, it's for no point, for no reason. Uh, we cut back to Wild Bill and Willie's crackhead, Trap Shack. Uh, they have, they're in their little forest golf cart. They've found the perfect trail. It's the first one they tried, and it's perfect. <laughs> Uh, they have to subtitle Wild Bill in this episode, oh, yes. so you know it's a high-energy day. He's feeling rambunctious. <laughs> 
Had a lot of coffee. He's he's got he's drank his coffee that morning. Yeah, a lot of coffee, and uh, he's just come back from the dentist, which is why he's having such trouble talking. Uh, he starts off. I'm gonna read his quote here. He starts off very quiet and disapproving, saying, "Wampus beast, huh? It's just kill, 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 and people laughs out around here, and huh? With a lot of people, I'll fear it, huh? There's something here. I don't fear him. Maybe gonna show him what fear is." Uh, <laughs> it's an exact quote. I, I was very careful transcribing that. I don't know what it means in human English. Those. I, they're not. It's a solid block of red underlines in my text here. Uh, but, but I think he's threatening the Wampus Beast, despite him being the one person who has never encountered it. He's fucking mad. Yeah, he came in late, I but he's still a, pissed. I wrote down a quote, but I'm not sure. Was this Wild Bill or was it Willie saying, it's going to take a special kind of tree to be able to take the force of jerking this net trap way up into the air to hold this Wampus Beast? <laughs> it sounds like Willie. Could it's have much been either one, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Wild Bill doesn't have that kind of uh, foresight. Wild Bill's like, tree, yeehaw! That's more like how he would put it. That's actually what happens next. There is a tree climbing montage where Wild Bill explains, I climb trees ever since uh, about the last 34 years. What I've done for a living is what I do is what I do every day. Put it in the whole hole. <laughs> I was shocked by this uh, because he's almost died from a tree every episode I've watched. Including this one including, right here as he's yes. saying that. And so I, he, he does. Starts, he says this. He does okay. shoot up a tree, but I always thought that was the meth. I always thought that was just because he's an unkillable hillbilly filled with drugs. But it turns out some <laughs> of that is training. I think he's just a professional unkillable hillbilly right. filled with drugs. I think that is the meth, but they pay him. He's going to reveal in a future episode that he's a linesman, which he which yeah. means he climbs poles and works around these high voltage utility lines that could, you know, just so much like current. fuck. So, so much you would be dead so, so many times so much current running through these things they would blow you apart if you touched them yeah. like it wouldn't just electrocute you it would blow your arms off and he's been doing this for 34 years after he got out of the marines where he claimed he was a paratrooper so again i'm not i'm not accusing him of saying any untruths about any of these things it's just it's fascinating to imagine yeah. what he describes i don't know his if marines have a uh, an airborne division. Uh, they they might. Uh, I do notice that he says hoorah instead of oorah, which is just a, just a little bit of a red flag that this might be some stolen valor type situation. But again, like these are very circumstantial. Well, Bill still seals a lot of stuff. Let's be fair. <laughs> okay. uh, valor, valor, copper, uh, but yeah, converters, he, it, it's all. I guess this the fact that he works as a lineman also explains why he's only there for a few minutes every episode. Like everybody else <laughs> is, you know, comfortably unemployed. He's he's the one that's like, I, I can't make Wampus Beast till Saturday night. I, um. So as he's saying, as he's saying all of this, we're showing footage of him just falling upside down on a rope <laughs> and, and like flailing about wildly and just having a blast up there uh, to the point where his hat falls off. And he says this, don't borrow my hat. Look at that horse shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's saying he's mad that the ground borrowed his hat, uh, which is, it's brilliant. I, I love it. <laughs> anyway, he does fall out of this tree and land on his back. And Willie says, well, that's a back scratch and landing if I ever seen one. And I just, it should have been the Looney Tunes hole closing on that line. That was such a good line. It should have just been. <laughs> I, I don't get how this trap works. So 
They, <laughs> it's just a snare trap. It's a trap. snare trap, and it's like tied to this tree, and they have to cut that rope with the knife to get the trap to trigger. Uh, but then they assume the Wampus Beast is going to go in it tonight, but it's not baited. And as far as I can tell, you could walk straight across this trap as much as you want, as long as nobody's cutting the rope o- over on the tree at the exact same time. I, okay. I think they say something you, about a tripwire. It's uh, Sean, okay. you weren't paying attention, to be frank. Okay. Wild Bill clearly says, once he has that tripwire, shame on him, brother. He's going to be launched into outer space. Okay. That tr- <laughs> so there's a tripwire. I see. Now, they say, okay, they say that, but when they do test the trap, he does it by cutting one of the ropes. So, no, there's, oh, there's not a tripwire. I want to make something very clear. This trap None of these traps that they're going to build, including the next couple episodes, they don't actually work. If you watch the moment they trigger the trap, they just cut to it rising up. It's just somebody off camera pulling the rope up. Yes. Right. They, it doesn't It doesn't pull up with the kind of force that a snare trap from, a, I believe they say, a 30-foot hickory tree that they somehow managed to bend, but do not show, Yeah, uh, no, no. is the trigger the, for the this. The thing they draw on the diagram is they don't actually build that. They just have some right. ropes that kind of give the appearance, but it's not like rigged with tension. It would be far, far too dangerous to have these men actually try to build a working trap with using Looney Tunes logic. Uh, as they're flailing around building this this trap, uh, there's a beautiful little exchange where where Willie seems to be losing patience with Wild Bill's <laughs> just careening nature and says, "Your mom ever tell you you was hyper?" And Wild Bill gets real quiet, says, "Yeah, yeah, I've been known to be a little hyper, <laughs> like the most subdued I've ever seen him. Like maybe it, it hits a nerve, maybe he's just yeah. Coming down. We are. He's like, we are not going to pursue that any further. <laughs> <We're> not, <laughs> I know no. what you're insinuating." <laughs> uh, and, uh, take the to, mess down i got it i get on. i'll take your notes sir i am classically trained thespian <laughs> as if to put a button on that scene he, we cut to wild bill hauling a log and then at the end of it he sits down and yells out you might need to call 911 like he's so tired yeah. but willie doesn't and if there's one person on the show that's like call 911 for me <laughs> it's gonna be wild bill like immediately i will not consider that a joke i just be like oh fuck <laughs> I've got Narcan, Wild Bill, don't worry. Uh, but no, Willie doesn't. <laughs> so they prove that this trap is going to work by getting a barrel. And the, the comedy bit here is they're going to try to get Buck to sit on the barrel because he's 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 a large man. And it would be funny uh, to have him sit on a barrel, I guess. <laughs> uh, they Like Jason said, they cut the rope and it just, it's clearly two people just hauling it up into the sky. And they, they celebrate. They did a great job. Going to snare a wampus beast in the night hunt, which is tonight. They do a so really funny uh, fake reaction shot here where like they show all the guys looking at the trap off camera. And they all like shoot their heads up into the sky like, wow, look at that thing <laughs> that's, that's off frame. <laughs> It's great pantomiming because they're they're out of sync too. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Like some people are looking a little <laughs> off. It's very much the like the 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 Enterprise is being attacked kind of motion <laughs> that all of the crew is doing there. Uh, stabilize that; it'll be funny. So they they drive out to the forest at night in the little forest golf carts. Uh, I know the names for them. I'm not going to say it. I'm going to call them little forest golf carts until I die. Uh, the teams are they always split up. Trapper Jeff and Willie on uh, Team A, Huckleberry, Wild Bill, and Buck on Team B. And Buck is really fucking trying to sell his new job as caller because still in the show, he's rookie. Uh-huh. Uh, his old job was just be the butt of our jokes. And so what he's done is he has brought what appears to be a broken kazoo <laughs> out to uh, 
to do this, and he already speaks fluent Wampus Beast. He he knows two calls. He knows a Wampus Beast distress call, and he knows another Wampus Beast that tells the other Wampus Beast, "I have found food over here. Come on over." Now uh, I think what so he has here is called a coon squalor, and it's to like sound like a raccoon. And um, I'm not really the same thing. Yeah, so I, I don't I love. I love the term coon squalor. <laughs> so I think that's what. I, I don't know if they're trying to bait the uh, Wampus Beast or if they think that the Wampus Beast speaks fluent raccoon, but um, but that's the, th- the noise he's <laughs> making, I think, is a raccoon noise. I'm going to insist making love is now called uh, a coon squalor. <laughs> anyway, I had, it's a hold on. I, I had a note here that uh, that Buck was kind of trying out like like special forces, like radio code. Like he's kind of like Buck for Trapper. That's a negative. Like, I, I feel like they're trying something out that they don't really pursue. Buck, I think it's Buck. He wants to be taken more yeah. seriously. He's trying to, like, wrestle through improv his way, much like much like he did with the uh, with the Indian child bride for Bigfoot. <laughs> He's trying to just cheer force, like, yeah. I am not the joke anymore. It's going to be a fight, because it's not working yet. He's still a joke. Uh the Wampus is going to make his move on Nolan's cattle tonight, Trapper says, because he's got the Wampus agenda. Uh, Jeff <laughs> Jeff picks up something on Thermal. It's something little, and they find utterly bleached, stripped bare clean bones, as though bought from a gift shop <laughs> in, like a, in like a ghost town. In, a, in <laughs> at least one previous episode, when they found the bone, remember the boneyard from whatever animal had the boneyard? It was the exact same skeleton. Used again. Yeah, we, it's not the last time we'll see it. <laughs> they bought one skeleton. They're going to get their money's worth. Uh, uh, Buck says, well, it looks like it's been here for just a little while. Uh, it, it would be, it would have been here for like 20 <laughs> years if it was here. Uh, Huckleberry's team picks up a trail and have found more of those adorable claw marks. Uh, they try to call it. Buck makes his fussy little baby raccoon sound uh, fluent in Wampus. And he's answered by the Wampus Beast making that canned lion roar. <laughs> like, so they, in the same scene, like he makes this squirrely yeah. little crazy sound and the Wampus Beast comes back with roar. Yeah, but it kind of sounds <laughs> so, the same. Like, so this might be a Wampus Beast squalor. I'm not, sh- I don't know where they bought it, but uh, it, it kind of sounds like they're making similar squalls. I did not get that at all. I, I got the canned lion roar and, and like Donald Duck in a, in a meat grinder kind of sound. So I, I guess what was strange to me here is that they mentioned that, that they're going onto this guy Nolan's property, and I'm not sure he knows that they're going to be charging onto his property with with guns because this is not like part of the plan to 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 go onto his property. So th- so they are like armed intruders on a guy's field right now. <laughs> Do you think the twenty dollars at the gas station covers it? Like. He woke up at three in the morning like, we gave you $20. Shut the fuck up, Nolan. But also in the scene, Brockway, we get your favorite thing. They've got to go back to back. They got to go yes. back to they back. Gotta get back. Hillbilly Phalanx. Get back to back with their shotguns and create. <laughs> there's no there's no hole in that defense. Nothing's <laughs> getting past her. <laughs> the partnership. They don't even have to speak to, to call each other's targets. And Buck calls in. Go back to. He says. We saw him 7,500 clicks from where we are. Now, to, to translate yeah. that into uh, English, that's 4,700 miles. Miles away. <laughs> yes. Like, like that's Brazil. Also in that's, clicks. that's so far away. 
I can't even figure out what he meant to say because obviously, again, he's decided he's they're going to start using this military type code <laughs> right. to sound like yeah, he thought it was cool to sound to sound like that. You know, he's been doing this his whole life. He's like, yeah, he's only about seventy five hundred clicks from us. Like seventy five hundred anything <laughs> from them is a, is not only like seventy five hundred <laughs> inches is pretty far away. What units <laughs> are those? <laughs> But Trapper goes along with it and starts using clicks too. <laughs> yeah, so everybody's, he said, everybody's, like, everybody's recording yeah, it. It's like well, the Wampus Beast is in Canada somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and they're on him. So they, they now's the most dangerous part of the episode where they have to uh, run up a hill in the dark. Uh, I'm, I'm not joking. These people fall and hurt themselves all the time. Uh, they get to their little golf carts and they start just fucking hauling ass and hooting and hollering in and out of uh, Nolan's cow field, just outright chasing his cows at night with their their golf carts. And then they cut to a a testimonial of Buck saying, something's got these cows spooked. (laughs) My second favorite moment from the episode, because they have clearly, like, this is not a joke. Like, they have clearly, like, disturbed and upset and traumatized these cows. They come charging in there at night. The cows were asleep. In these loud ass golf carts screaming and waving their guns around. These cows are basically stampede in every direction. Oh. It's like, man, something's got these cows spooked. <laughs> I bet it could within, only be one thing. Within one second, I bet Nolan and his wife knew exactly what was going on. It's, she's like, What is that out there? It's Nolan's like, God damn, it's these fucking guys I met earlier. Oh I told I told them twenty dollars buys you thirty minutes. <laughs> God damn it. And uh, is this where Trapper pulls out his Glock? Yes. <laughs> Just about. They say, we Sorry. got him. We got him on the run. And they they chase him. No, it's, it's, it's the scene. They chase him down into like uh, just some trees, just mm-hmm. a, a bunch of uh, sticks on the ground. And then they all start dramatically pointing their guns at something past the tree. Uh, the camera, as it always will, films only them and not the beast. Right. Uh, it, it does briefly zoom in on nothing like that's proof enough. And then it pans across like quick shots. You know, Trapper or Huckleberry's got a shotgun. Everybody's got the rifles. And then it pans across Trapper holding a flashlight and like a fucking nine millimeter. <laughs> yeah. Like he's going to like he's going to gangland. Yeah. It's a Glock. OK, yeah, I don't know. Guns no, it, well, it's, but it's, he's going to execute. It's an, that, ex- that an expensive handgun that the cops use. And he's got this up there held up with a, a little mini flashlight next to it. Under mini flashlight. To be clear to the listeners, even if you've never hunted or observed someone hunting in any time in your day in your life. There's no such thing as hunting with a Glock handgun. That's not a thing you're allowed to do. That's not a thing you would do even in an emergency. Like, I don't know guns at all, but he has said this thing is 600 pounds. <laughs> like, you've got, yeah. you've got a little pistol and you're tactically clearing corners in the woods. Uh, I liked it because uh, there was like a little tree branch that wiggles in front of them. And I, f- I feel like that's the bravest, I guess you'd call them a, a, a production assistant, B- but like someone had to go out there in front of all these hillbillies with guns and like wave a little branch. Like <laughs> I always just think it's one or the other. I think it's wild bill or out there. I just, just whoever's there's not, no, yeah. Yeah. Whoever's the, whoever's not on camera is out there doing that. But I mean, and just, you don't know what's going to happen. They might be like, no, I, well, Bill is over there. That's the real wampus beast here. Guys, it's no longer a bam, 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 bam. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we have tragically proven, even if you think they're unloaded, it's not a great idea to put uh, like seven hillbillies in line and have them point guns at you. 
just not a not a great idea. There's a there's a dramatic canned line sound effect again, and uh, everybody's scrambling. Oh, he's he's back towards the trap. And what I love about this is that they take it's a real quick moment. Blink and you'll miss it. There's a really dramatic shot of Huckleberry losing his hat, and then he looks down at it and considers it for a second and decides, no time, and then kind of runs <laughs> off. <laughs> but then they cut to a testimonial from Huckleberry about this, and he still has his hat. Yeah. So I guess there was time. He decided just he afterwards, went. like, ah, there's time. Yeah. And he came back and got his hat. Uh, the trap, of course, is empty, and they say, oh, he just cut out of the trap. Of course he did. Of course now, he did. Here, uh, here's the thing. Find a tra- Check this out. If they would have set up a trail camera, any kind of camera, Right here, on the trap they knew that it would trigger, they would have had proof of the Wampus Beast. It's just like, man, if only these monster documentarians would have thought of that. They were so close. If only they would just, when the monster physically attacks them, like is attacking somebody right next to them, if only the cameras would not close up on their face. They're always so close. They're always so close. (laughs) And for first time listeners, you are already confused because again, Sean brought up earlier, like they, they never bait the trap. So you're asking yourselves, well, A, why with all of the vast 3 million square miles of America would this monster go into that exact five foot wide space where the net happens to be if there's no bait? And two, what would prevent some other creature like a deer or whatever else they have in coyotes, whatever else they have in West Virginia from Wild Bill. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A a guy walking in the woods, a guy just hiking, anybody, a child wants to prevent. Again, those two questions usually will never, ever, ever be answered throughout this series. So this is a staple that they, anytime they build a trap, whether they bait it or not, they are 100% certain that it can only catch the mythical creature and that it will not be, even though it's just triggered by a tripwire, like anything, a squirrel, anything could technically trip their tripwire. It doesn't matter. If it gets triggered, it means they temporarily had caught a wampus beast. (laughs) Oh man. If a little kid, was just like walked into that. If that's how this episode ends with a little kid walking into the trap and being launched into outer space and just wild Bill Willie looking at it like, huh, I would again, let me, let me write for the show. <laughs> Looney Tunes close, <laughs> of course. Uh, so, so now they find a track. It's another little Play-Doh cutter. No, sorry. It's a coffee can. We've already established. Right. We, they told us how they were going to make the track. Uh, very neat, sharp outlines. They still haven't learned. That's not how tracks look. <laughs> Uh, that's enough for Trapper to be satisfied. And he says, I just hope the some bitch knows how close I came to getting him. He tucked tail and he ran. He knows who we are now. So he hopes he hopes the Wampus Beast knows Trapper's name and is like, that, that guy was going to fucking kill me. Nemesis. <laughs> so again, to, to the listeners, you might be thinking, okay, well, so the second half of the episode, they'll get it for real. Oh no, this is the end. Yeah, They're very, done very with yeah. the Wampus Beast forever. And, and to really play out because you have to see how magical the end of this episode is. They arrive at their trap with the net still swinging from the (laughs) Wampus Beast having escaped, meaning it escaped five seconds before they got there. They arrive and just immediately stand there with their hands on their hips like, dang, we so close. Wait, I think there's a track. It's like, no, it could still be standing like five <laughs> feet away from you. It's, it could still be right there. It wouldn't necessarily have run off. If you've established that it's not afraid of you, why would it getting caught in your trap for literally 10 seconds and then it easily cut its way through this half-inch thick rope with its claws effortlessly? 
why would it be afraid? Why would its conclusion be, oh, I can never come back here. I've got to go off to a different state and terrorize those people. It's like, no, your problem is not solved. If anything, it's like, man, I've just got a buffet right here in front of me. I didn't know they made humans this big. I'm, this is amazing. There's a moment here, like, because again, like they have just stopped to have conversations and measure tracks and and. While Bill is like, that's a pretty, it was a pretty good trap, except for the net. But I would argue that's a very important part of the Wampus Beast trap, is a net that can contain it. <laughs> they had to tie 800 knots to make this. Uh, so trap, we've moved the goalpost now. Now it's a successful mission because they fucking terrorized the Wampus Beast. As though that's, we've, we've set the goals back and like, this is now our only goal. We're just here to harass cryptids. <laughs> this is the harass the cryptids show. Uh, they're all very proud of it. Trapper says, yep. well, I bet he squalled like a cabanshi when he was in that fucking net. Scare the shit out of him. And then they all laugh like like it's a Jackie Chan movie. Everybody laughs at the wampus beast cowardice. <laughs> and that's how we go out. <laughs> now, I think this is going to sound crazy, but I think what they did is prove that the Wampus Beast doesn't exist. Because when Trapper gives that testimonial of like, I don't think that goddamn thing knows how close we were to getting him. If he did exist, that would have been the most perfect, funniest time <laughs> for it to just put him into the shadows. And the fact that that didn't happen means he doesn't exist. Right, if that scene instead ended with them all laughing at the Wampus Beast cowardice and then something shook and just screams everywhere, cut to black, that's perfect. That's the perfect ending for an episode. Yeah. But that's not. Yeah. We do the we practically do a Jackie Chan freeze frame on them laughing at the Wampus Beast cowardice. Uh, so it's time to pick our favorite Mountain Monsters quote of the episode, an impossible task. Uh, let's go with Jason. I'm going to go with back during the Wild Bill and uh, Willie trap building segment. Wild Bill says, we owe him. Think of the pork chops and the bacon we could be eating. (laughs) 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 Still establishing the stakes like, what now now I'm mad about the pork chops. I could have been having pork chops. You got to be, we're going to kill it some bitch. Sean, what's your favorite quote? Oh, for me, it's 7,500 clicks. 100%. A hundred percent. Like I laughed so hard. <laughs> Is he fucking Australia? <laughs> just... <laughs> uh, it's kind of a sleeper. It's not, it's not going to steal the show, but I'm going with wild bills. That ground borrowed my hat. Horse shit. Oh, 